throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner men, punching in with a puncher's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eighth, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Yeah, welcome to Throwing Jabs. I'm Joe McGuire along with Jared Jones. Last week, a little underwhelming. Had to have a show this week, Jared. Uh, Big, big, big fights this weekend. Uh, The undisputed lightweight championship of the world. Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko are going at it. There's a pretty cool UFC fight night between Mackenzie Dern and... um, uh Angela Hill uh who you know I love uh and she's on a a bit of a run herself we'll look at the fight of the night and Jared's got the flurry coming up the discomfort zone sounds really cool uh let's start with last week I don't think anybody was surprised the fight ended like this uh and and that it happened relatively quickly uh Jelton Almeida by submission over Jarzinho Rosenstrike. You see it there on the screen if you're watching. Uh, rear naked choke. And Rosenstrike, Jared, had no idea how to get out of that. Did nothing but but roll the wrong way. Uh, and and this was this is why Jarzinho Rosenstrike, as far as being a heavyweight contender, it's over. It's over. Oh, He's way firmly over. gatekeeper status at this point. If if they even keep him in in the UFC at this point, they shouldn't. What is this? Twenty nineteen, February six. So you're talking about four years and change. You've been in the UFC. Four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve fights over four years in the UFC. 12 fights over four years. And that guy looked like um, a decent super middleweight. Looked like a decent super middleweight could have done that. Yeah. He looked like if he had been fighting a proficient life. If you put him in there with Khabib, does he get choked? Yes. Yeah, Like, you literally looked like that guy who's trying to make the team and wasn't ready <laughs> yeah. for the person you got matched up again. That was a starter and one of the guys that just barely missed the JV squad. I don't understand how it looked like that. After all the experience you have, you hear Rosenstrike, it's like, I, this guy's been around for a while. I've heard this guy's name for a while. That looked like you have fallen off so far. Who is the – who? give me the top – Jace – no seven high school wrestlers that'll beat that guy. <laughs> Jared, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, at the grand opening of Scrub Scraps, I was having a conversation with a couple people. And I don't know the dude's name. This guy came up to me, and, and I had made the comment that I feel like 
being good with your hands is the most important thing to fighting. If you can throw a punch hard and hit somebody, I think that's that's a great place to start. You want to learn the jiu-jitsu and all that other stuff, great. I think, you know, obviously those skills can help, but I think every man should learn how to throw a punch. I think that's the most basic way to defend yourself. And I was and told, woman. no, it's the ground. You need a ground game. To see this fight, it's like, yeah, you definitely do. Because I suppose if you can't land that punch and that guy takes you to the ground and this is what you're going to get, that's not good. You know, this is uh, a, a John Jones and Cyril Gaon kind of went in similar fashion. And uh, again, it sort of highlights the skill level in this division. And I think at this point, Jerzinho Rosenstroik uh, just doesn't have enough skill set. And I'm thinking about Francis Ngannou, the baddest man on the planet, who, and, you know, I like to bring this up, but got beat pillar to post. Not for nothing, Rosenstruck's 35 years old. Like, if this was a 22, 23, 24-year-old, I would say, you know, maybe he can develop some of that 35 with all that experience. It's like, nah, man, it sailed. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. So on the bright side, let's let's talk about Almeida because this oh, guy's good. Well, I got a quick story based on what you what you just said about about being at the gym. I was at the gym with a couple of guys who know what they're looking at, um, and I did. Uh, I'm just a few classes at a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu gym, not really classes, but I had a, a buddy who was a trainer over there, and um, we rolled a little bit. So I've got. I'm not proficient on the ground. But I at least don't look like I have not. I don't look like Rosenstruck in this last <laughs> fight when I'm down there. And then on my hands, I've obviously been on my feet. I mean, I've been obviously been working with my hands for a long time and I look fairly professional. So there's some guys at the gym that have never seen me not look crispy and they know what they're looking at, though. They're enough in the know to know what they're looking at, Joe. I threw a kick at the heavy back. Not sure I've ever done that before. My head trainer does MMA. But the way that everyone laughed at me. <laughs> I was just reminded of that, you know, because it's like watching somebody throw a ball with their left hand. It's like, here, my leg came off. The ground. Like, yeah, and I have no idea. That is hilarious. No idea. And nobody expected that this guy that all they've seen is, you know, crispy boxing and seems to have a little ground game. That when I... Oh, you kick it like how, like, like this. And that's just something I've never done before. So when you think of MMA and all the different aspects of it, it's like somebody that's done that much combat yeah, and looks like that throwing a kick, it should clue you in on like how hard it is to be well-rounded at this game. I'm really good at one aspect of this game. I have minimal knowledge at another aspect of this game. And there's probably like seven or eight aspects if you really want to make the whole, you know. So, yeah, 1.2 is where I get out of that 10. And still people think in that setting that there's, you know, there's just levels to this game. And Rosenstrike looks like this uh, game has kind of passed him by. He's not at that level anymore. Who's next for Almeida? And what do you think of this? Cyril gone. Oh, I love it. 
Yes, Joe. Yes. Yes. And the winner faces the winner of Joan Stipe. You're welcome. I absolutely. I I'd, I'd invite that rematch for sure if that's right. what ended up happening. Uh, yeah. and uh and Gon and Jones. Yeah. I'd invite the rematch because that's a guy that's young enough who's shown improvement over and over and over again. And I doubt even if you throw Cyril Gon in there today, he had he I, I bet he has something new in his bag of tricks that could help him in, in that situation. And he's just bone density. He's a bigger guy. I'm picking him if they fight again. Every time they fight, I'm picking Cyril Gon, just so you know. If this is one of those times they fight five or six times, I'll go over. I'm going to be like Chris Berman picking the 49ers and Buffalo in the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> throughout the 90s, like 14 <laughs> years in a row, this guy said, Bill's 49ers, book it. <laughs> That'll be me. Cyril yeah. All in. All right. Jared, um, knowing this fight was coming up tonight, again, like, uh, you know, it, it was important that we talk about this fight. Yesterday uh, was the face-off between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. And here's how it went. He's up in his face, saying some stuff here. Oh, and he, that's nasty. That's nasty, Jared. That's unnecessary. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't understand what was even happening there at all. Um, there's an investigation. Haney's going to be fined for that. His well his whole should. his whole thing was. What if Loma said, gets whiplash? What if he's just right. not in that? Yes, and, come on, dude. What yeah. are you doing? I mean, it, that's a that's we a had one of those a couple move. months ago. The kid pushed pushed the dude. Uh, it was uh, Tank and and Raleigh. Yeah. Remember? And the shove, yeah. and then backed up between a couple bunch of old dudes, and hey, punch one of these guys. I don't know. Yeah, Devin Haney yeah, is same 20, kind of punk move. Twenty-four years old, he's he's the undisputed lightweight champion, and you're facing one of the legends of the game, and that's that's what you do to 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 what to try to pretend like you're a tough guy. You're you're a jabber. You jab people to death. Give me a break. Well, and you're in the type, and you're in the type of environment where there's not going to be a chance for retaliation. Twenty four hours from the time that you're going to be trapped in in a box for forty eight minutes with the guy, that doesn't make sense. I can't reconcile that. And what if some kind of injury happens? Uh, was it Barrios? Maybe it wasn't Raleigh, and it was Mario Barrios. A fight that Tank seemed significantly nervous about. And I've heard some arguments here. I mean, conventional wisdom says Haney's bigger. And take Haney. He's just bigger. This is Loma taking the money fight and moving up to do it. And we've seen this happen over and over and over again. Uh, Aljamain Sterling in MMA comes to mind. Trying to move up. Oh, uh, no, not Sterling. Um, What's the style bender? Oh, Adesanya. Adesanya, yes. Try to move up and looked like the greatest technician in the game and moved up and a bigger guy is just going to beat you. 
Some of it's just bone density and size stuff. So conventional wisdom says Haney. Um, but my boxing mind says Haney tries to outpoint and out jab everybody. And this is the best outpointer on the planet in Loma. You are built to fight his game. To beat Loma, you uh you uh um Orlando Salidas him. You go in on top of him, you be the bigger man, you back him into the corner, and you make those flashy punches not look like much. I didn't know if Dave Devin Haney really had that in him, but thought he was bigger enough. I don't do this, Joe. This rarely happens to me. If I change a pick, sometimes it's right in the lead up to a fight. And it's still very, very rare. You know how I am. I've got my pick and I really, and it was Devin Haney here. Um, but at, like an incident at the weigh-in is going to make me change my pick? Yes. Yeah, I'm taking the dog. Give me that plus 220 money on Loma. Did you see the interview afterward? I did not. I see it now. I felt his power. I see it. He was scared, and I felt it's like so matter-of-factly, so succinctly. You're talking about a guy with a, with 400 amateur fights who fought for a white world title in his first professional fight. Mind you, he lost one of those amateur fights. I mean, you know how. He <laughs> got 396-1 in one in his career and beat that guy uh, twice, avenged that yeah. one loss. So, so yeah, he's seen a lot of weigh-ins. He's seen a lot of looked in the eyes of a lot of opponents and the way that he said, Oh, I didn't know before, but now I'm sure was, I believed him when he said that I had an MMA friend of mine who fought in the UFC a few times, talk to me about glove touches, your, 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 your glove touch, even if the other person doesn't jump on you and try to use that as an opportunity where you've, They've seen your arm at full extension. They've seen your size, whether they're conscious and cognizant of it or not. There's a certain balance and weight distribution and length, and you're giving, you're tipping some of those things when you do that. So that all of those little parts, so when this guy shoved you like that and you said, I have felt his power now, and he's going to have to overpower me to win, and he can't. I believe what you're saying, Loma. And I say take Loma, and I changed my pick watching that video that you just played and then Loma's response to it, which was just, that was a bad move because you tipped your hand. I know exactly how long your arms are and exactly how much power you can push out of them. That was a mistake because I'm smart and I've done this over 400 times. Loma is older, smaller, given a seven-inch reach advantage to a guy who, as I said, jabs you to death, an aging former champion. Like you said, conventional wisdom says you take the bigger guy against the aging champion. That's that's Bigger, given. younger, faster, stronger, yeah. I also was reading about uh, Lomachenko says he now has looked back on the Teofimo Lopez fight. No doubt he lost it. And he, he knows why he lost it. And he said that that was a great moment in his life because he felt his ego was out of control. And obviously went and spent some time in Ukraine, literally killing people to defend his homeland. 
since that fight, this guy has 3-0. He's looked pretty fantastic in the fights. I think this guy is a legend, a next-level kind of fighter. And I do think that he will outpoint Devin Haney in a close fight. And I think he wins it. I, I like the pick. And that's how, and that, I mean, honestly, that's how growth happens in our lives, right? I know, I know, I know, I know a lot of fighters. And I'm telling you right now, there are plenty of fighters. Man, I'm one of them. <laughs> But I can watch my first fight with with little Chris and say, I could see a draw. I can watch the fight with me and Billy and say, I can see a loss there. You know, but most fighters ask them about their, ask them about any close fight. Here's what happened. I wasn't supposed to lose. That guy did not beat me. The judge is this, the judge is that. I won that fight. And sometimes you put so much energy into all that hoopla that you forget to make any growth so that you could have won more convincingly and it could have gone on your record as a win and the judges could have thought you won instead of just you. And that's what that tells me about Loma. I'm sure I lied. That was a close fight. You went back and watched it with an objective eye and think you lost. And are interested in making the adjustment. Well, bravo, man. I wish more people were like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that to me, that makes such a difference. Meanwhile, Devin Haney. Last two fights, obviously beat George Cambasos Jr. In back-to-back fights, wins the championship, defends the championship. Why Cambasos even had a rematch was beyond me. The the first fight and the second fight you didn't were, need that. <laughs> it was one of the stupidest rematches that's ever been made. And George Cambasos should go back to being a sparring partner to to good fighters or whatever he was doing beforehand. Um, this is a big step up for Devin Haney, whether people want to admit it or not. I mean, this is, this is it. This is, this is the pinnacle for him. And I think part of the reason why he behaved that way yesterday, he also went on a little rampage of uh, much like Bernard Hopkins, a white boy's never going to beat me 10 out of 10 times. Um, it's like, bro, you and Lomachenko 10 out of 10 times. You think you beat him 10 out of 10 times. You're out of your mind. You're not even living in reality if you think that's the case. Devin Haney also, after being called out for saying something <laughs> stupidly racist, said he's not a racist, never has been, and never will be. Has some black friends, right? Yeah. No, I was yeah. guessing. I was guessing. Right. This is something that a stupid person says and then doesn't even have the intelligence to defend himself intelligently. You know, th- this is a guy who I think is 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 a little nervous, a little desperate. Knows there's a, you know, and again, for these young guys, the the 1L, it's a life changer. Teofimo Lopez is done. He's done. Different. He's a different Wilder. guy now. Different Deontay Wilder man. destroyed from one loss. And I think this this is what is weighing on Devin Haney's mind. 
this idea that if he loses, it's all over. And he's 24 years old. What a stupid way to fight when you look at and you think you talk about the greatest of all time. What was Mike Tyson, 50 and 8? Those happen. Even the great Tyson Fury has a blemish on the record. Who's the greatest fighter, according to Floyd Mayweather, who's the greatest fighter he ever fought? I'll assume Canelo. Who was oddly um, like 32-0 and 0 at like the age of 24, which I thought was slightly absurd. I'm saying this because it's the record that doesn't matter. If you ask Floyd Mayweather his most difficult opposition, he gives you a guy named Emmanuel Augustus. Oh, yes. And oh, his yeah, record when he retired was 38 wins, 34 losses, and six draws. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best guy. But, I mean, Courtney Burton, Alex Trejo, David Diaz, Lavander Johnson, Mickey Ward, Floyd Mayweather Jr., John Molina, Teddy Reed, Antonio Diaz, this guy fought. And this is literally a who's who's list of that weight class. David Toledo, I think he retired Toledo. Ivan Robinson. Um, I'll give you another, hey, when you lose that, oh, your life goes to Billy Collins from the famous wrist wrap fight with Louis Resto. Yep. Where they plastered the wrist wraps and he took such a beating and some of it was the beating, but some of it was your first loss is just that difficult to take. Um, Devin Haney in the amateurs, 27 and six. So that's not 396 and one. Looks like he was two and two against Ryan Garcia. Not bad. Um, lost to Ruben Villa. It's not, it doesn't, doesn't look great, but yeah, two and two against Garcia, not a horrible amateur record, but he's not Loma. It's not Loma. And your first fight was against Gonzalo Lopez Rodriguez, who was one and one. And then here's your opposition moving forward. Seven and 21, five and 23, six and nine, two and four. And then in your sixth fight, fought a guy with a winning record. Uh, your 14th fight, the guy was 5-19, and 19, 36. Dude, there's nobody here. There's not a name I recognize all the way up. How far are we going to go? Juan Burgos. Uh, Gamboa passed his prime. Linares is good. Diaz. Cambosis twice. Again, I've always said Tiafimo Lopez and George Cambosos aren't great fighters. They're not upper echelon guys. Um, Lopez beat Loma because he was bigger. It's that whole, you know, just a bigger guy thing. I always talk about there's weight classes, every seven pounds in boxing for a reason. So I'm not huge on those two wins. So what are we looking at is your best win? Lenar aging Linares. Yeah. Joey Diaz. Like, come on, there's nobody there. And Loma fought everybody. That's it. That's 17 and two. Do not look at those records and think anything of them because Loma has been testing himself, testing himself, testing himself. And as evidenced by his behavior at the weigh-in, Devin Haney's never been here before. Right on. That, that's, that's to me, that's it. That's it in a nutshell right there. All right. This fight tonight, 10 o'clock for the undisputed lightweight championship, Devin Haney. And Vasily Lomachenko, I am I am uh, so excited about that. And I'm glad that you brought up 
Augustus, because tonight in the UFC, Angela Hill is fighting against Mackenzie Dern. And this is a really interesting fight uh, in that, like, Mackenzie Dern, I, I recently learned, Jared, she has been training in mixed martial arts since she was three years old. She was off to a fantastic start. Things haven't gone so great of late. She uh, lost two of her last three, 12 and three, now seven submissions. Excellent fighter. This is a big fight for her, and they moved this fight to be the headliner. Uh, long story, some cancellations, but they, they moved this. Now, Angela Hill is 15 and 12, five knockouts. She had lost five of six. And we had talked about this on this show, Jared, many, many times. All by decision, three of those six split decisions. If you could believe that. She's won two in a row. This is a big fight for Mackenzie Dern in that if you beat Angela Hill, you're kind of back in the good graces after after stumbling a little bit in, in her last few fights. Angela Hill's no joke, though. And and you can bet you're in for a firefight. I also learned this about Angela Hill. She's a cosplayer, big video gamer, but also yeah. does cosplay. I think that's really cool. I love <laughs> Angela Hill. She's one of my favorites. This is going to be a banger of a fight. You're not picking her, though. No, of course I'm not going to pick her. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen? This yeah. listen, I'm gonna say this, and I've I've said this before, and I and I don't think I'm wrong here, but Mackenzie Dern. Let's let's take a look at Mackenzie Dern. Here it is, right? She's gonna win the decision. It mm. it seems as though the opponent of Angela Hell always gets the decision. And I've there's a few of those fights. I I, I didn't see it that way. I saw Angela winning winning those fights handily. It's so, funny. There's a there's a girl I love. Her volume, her number of punches. She's just one of, for what she does. She's one of my favorite fighters. The Tiny Tornado Tisha Torres, and that's that's somebody who I thought dominated Hill in their two fights. But when you're looking for dominant decisions over Angela Hill, like dude, there aren't a lot of those. They all are just like. Take it away from her. I mean, I think we'd be a little remiss if we did a boxing podcast and didn't mention the travesty of Raleigh Romero's last win. Did you see this with the 40-year-old man there, Tisto? That Tony Weeks stopped a fight from no landed punches. Last week, there were zero landed punches. He stopped the fight. He got to go back and take a look at it. 40-year-old man... Raleigh gives him a warm-up fight for Ryan Garcia. They're both moving up to 140. Raleigh lost a tank. Garcia lost a tank. That's both of their only loss. We're going to have a setup fight with this 40-year-old man who is a bad dude. Minus 1,200 on Raleigh. And this guy was smoking him up on all three scorecards in the first time. A flurry was thrown like zero landed punches during the flurry that stopped the fight. It's as bad a stoppage as I've 
ever seen. And I've not had a lot of Tony Weeks times where I was like, oh, this is a horrible ref. But man, this was the worst stoppage of all time. And the over-under on one of the lines was nine and a half. So you're talking about nine seconds. This guy, so a guy he's supposed to knock out gets stopped nine seconds before the overheads. There was that Sean Porter fight that his father stopped right before the over was going to hit. And I said, if you saw the line, if I wasn't gambling, I never would have thought it. But I'm looking at it wow. and like his dad took the under. He knew how far down the kid was on the scorecards. It looked like he tried to finish it in the eighth round. Like he would, they were looking at that time and made a huge huh. bet on the under and tried to stop him. So nine seconds before the under and you didn't land any punches and the refs jumped in and stopped a fight that literally would have destroyed a huge money fight you have coming up down the road. It makes it hard for those people that keep coming around and saying, oh, it's all fixed. And rah, rah, rah. This was like, I felt bad for boxing because it's going to be easy for those people to go, hey, it's fixed. Watch this. And that's how it looks. Nine seconds before the overhit, zero landed punches, fight stopped. And I think it's something about Hill's skill set that she's not knocking anybody out and not seriously hurting anybody and kind of trading and doing well enough to lose close fights. That I'm was just, tough, though. I'm just taking yeah. turns. It's better skill set. Yeah, no, of course she does. Of course she does. I'm I'm looking through uh Angela Hill's fight record. And it goes Carla Esparza, Tisha Torres, Rose Naman Yunus. This is through four fights of her career. Jessica Andrade, Ashley Yoder, uh, uh Jan Zaxteron, uh Claudia Gadelia. Michelle Waterson, Ashley Yoder, Tisha Torres, Amanda Limos. I mean, she, this, Angela Hill. Uh, doesn't La La Loma Lukabi. Um, uh, what's her name? Loma Lukbunmi. Yeah. She didn't look like much when Hill beat her. But now she's, like, established in the UFC. Won four out of her last five in the UFC. Like, it didn't look like a huge win at the time. It was just getting started. Um, but yeah, like there are a lot of, uh, dude, it's Kachis. She's the Emmanuel Augustus of the UFC. Yeah. That's why I was glad Hands you brought down. up leading into this fight. I thought what a, what a perfect name to bring up because if you're going to lose, lose to the best. Lose to, <laughs> lose to Angela Hill. That's what you want to do. You want to go. If you're going to get your name put on a list. Yeah. Yeah. The people right? Angela Hill lost to is not a bad list to be on. All right, what do you got for your fight of the night? Because there are some good ones, including uh, on the undercard of that UFC ticket, Edmund Shabazian and uh, Anthony Hernandez are fighting in, in middleweight. Uh, and then there's a great welterweight fight, Jared, between Andre Fialo and Joaquin Buckley. Should that's that's going to be... Yeah, oh, dude, right? And then uh, at lightweight, Michael Johnson back in the ring. He looked phenomenal in his last fight. He's facing Carlos Diego Ferreira. Could be a good card tonight. A lot of great fights between, and it's great. You know, you don't often get 
a great boxing weekend filled with a great UFC card, and you're getting both tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, badass. And, uh, yeah, my, my puncher's chance was the Terry Harper fight that got canceled. So um, that's and out. so <laughs> my puncher's chance is going to be the same as my fight of the night. I think it's going to be back and forth. I think they'll stay on their feet. I think a lot of punches will be exchanged. And I like Demopoulos by late stoppage over Carolina. That's your right. fight of the night. Love it. All right. So um, make sure you check us out. Throwing jabs on all the social medias. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can also visit us online. Clovercrestmedia.com backslash throwing jabs. I'm Joe McGuire. I'm going to bow out. Jared Jones. Why don't you give him that? The discomfort zone. Um, I've been working with a, with a lot of members down at Scrub Scraps and uh, doing a lot of sparring. And I have this way of kind of looking at what I'm getting and playing chess so that if I've, if there's something they're not doing right or something they're having trouble adjusting to, I'm going to do that over and over again, even to, <laughs> even to my own, um, like until until they figure out how to do it, and sometimes that means me getting punched. I'm gonna do it over and over again, and 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 condition it until they figure a way out or remember the thing that I had just said to them for how to get out of that situation that they're having trouble applying because they're there's punches flying around. Um, and I have a member who gets so frustrated. Ah, oh, I just. We get to the end of the sparring session, you know, and there's this moment where it's just like, ah, oh. and I see that same frustration happening with everybody else, you know, and we got to talking about that discomfort that happens for this member. And it just occurred to me, if you're doing life right, you're always going to feel that because it's that discomfort that's getting, oh, okay, I'm supposed to rotate here and then swing here. And until you do that, it's uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. And then you learn. So that place where you're uncomfortable is important. You're never going to be comfortable in there. That's what I ended up turning around and saying is you're looking for a certain amount of comfort. And as soon as you're comfortable in that space, I'm going to push the skill level up. I'm going to start doing something new. This is a choose your own adventure. And I'm going to keep pushing the envelope to make you uncomfortable so that your growing process happens. Some people need are, are ready for more power. Some people are ready for more speed. Some people are ready for distancing. Some people are better balanced than others. And I'm going to push you to that part that you're ready for and then let you grow past it into something else. And when that something else happens, I'm going to find that and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to make you uncomfortable again if I can. That's where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens. And if you get to a place where you're comfortable with me, well, then you'll just be able to do whatever you want and you'll be beating me up. And hopefully you're not comfortable with that. 
and we'll find new, better sparring partners to keep testing you and pushing you forward and keep that growth process happening that we talk about the comfort zone, like, like it's a place that you're trying to get to. And I think if you're trying to get somewhere, it's the healthy, positive discomfort zone, because that's where the growth and magic really happen. Thanks, Joe. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, locked it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs <laughs>